This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. It's Friday, August 27th. You're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trace Scott. I'm joined right now by Lance Glenn. The producer of this podcast, talking week zero today, Lance. Are you excited? We're not we're not gonna permit any Rutgers discussion today. But other than that, I'm glad to have you on with me. Trey, look, no Rutgers discussion. Come on. I think I need to, I think I need to hang up now. If we can't do any Rutgers discussion, I don't even know why I'm on this podcast. But but yes, I'm excited. Uh stepping out of my producer's role uh into a, I guess, uh interviewee role, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But yeah. well, I'm excited. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, it'll be a I'm combo. Uh, right before we jumped on the Pac-12 announced they will not be expanding. A little bit surprising. I, you know, I thought Oklahoma State or someone like that, TCU would be a good fit for them. But regardless, that's that's today's news. And the bigger news, well, Actually, no, that's the bigger news. Um, the other news is that there are a few week zero college football games on Saturday. We're, we're getting this thing going. I think it's, I, I guess it's like been five or six years since week zero really became this thing where like we, we act like we're going to watch all the games and then there are two worth doing so. And then usually those one or two games that we want to watch aren't even that good, but I sound like a downer. The truth is this is our first real weekend of football since 2019 because we're going to have fans in the stands. We don't have any anxiety about games getting canceled. We don't think this feels good. Nebraska at Illinois at one o'clock Eastern on Fox is probably the only game worth locking down your 60 minutes of, of game time and, and four hours of, of actual time for Lance. I mean, UCLA Hawaii as well, but personally I'm going to an NFL preseason game on Saturday afternoon. So I'm not even going to like watch all of these games, but I am excited to have them. And I, I just want to know, like as, as someone who is recently in the sports media, but before then was just a, just a cat or just a, a casual slash diehard college football fan. You know, you went to Rutgers. Don't talk about it. Is, is week zero. Does this to you feel like the start of the season or is this just sort of like a college version of preseason? Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than the college version of preseason. It's like a precursor to obviously what is a bigger, a much bigger, I should say, week one, obviously with the entire slate, basically the who's who of college football and even the non-who's who of college football playing in that week one time period. But it's exciting. You know, you mentioned Nebraska and and Illinois, obviously the game of the week for week Mm -hmm. zero. It's interesting. I was looking back. Uh, in 2016 is when kind of week zero started. I think the one game was like Hawaii Cal and Hawaii, obviously playing UCLA this weekend. They've been in basically every week zero since 2016, since it really started. So they're kind of, it's kind of tradition to see Hawaii uh, on the schedule this week. But uh, yeah, I would say it's a little bit more than preseason. It's like a, it's a nice preview. You know, it uh, fulfills kind of that college football that you have but not to the extent that obviously week one is going to. So, you know, it's good to to sit back, you know, if you're not doing anything on Saturday to turn on Fox or ESPN or CBS and, and see a, uh, or CBS Sports Network, I should say, and uh, and see a college football game, even if you don't really have a, a rooting interest for any of the teams. 
So if Nebraska loses this game and they are seven, the line keeps moving, Lance, but right now they're seven point road favorites. Then Scott Frost, you can just, you can just essentially say he's done. Illinois spanked the Huskers last year. Um, this is a team that Brett Bielema now, his first year, they've returned a lot of starters, but Lance, who doesn't? I don't know how explosive they are. I think Nebraska has a ton of question marks as well. What kind of quarterback play will we see from Adrian Martinez? They're tied ins that they you know been play, playing walk-ons and, and converted wide receivers. They lose Wandale Robinson, the transfer to Kentucky. So I think their skill talents under question. It's surprising that defense is the best known commodity for a Scott Frost team, but that's that's the reality of this. I have Illinois covering plus seven. I have Nebraska barely winning, but for a team that got crushed last year to Illinois and then now goes to Champaign as a program with a ton of uncertainty around it with the whole NCAA investigation. Like I don't, I don't have good Nebraska vibes and I can almost imagine the headlines on Sunday and Monday being like, this is the beginning of the end for Scott Frost, even if they barely win. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. No, they need the one thing Scott Frost needs is a blowout in this game, which, you know, I, I probably agree with you. I don't think will happen, but look, this Nebraska team, if they go on and lose this game in Champaign, they're looking at, a four, maybe five win season. I know they have Fordham, which is by me uh, in New Jersey. Fordham is obviously in New York, but it's by me, obviously very close statewide. Um, and then they have Buffalo. So you'd think if they lose to Illinois, they're two and one, but then they have, they have, they Oklahoma, have Oklahoma and then they have Michigan, Michigan State, Northwestern. It's not looking good if Nebraska, excuse me, is unable to win this game and thus start most likely 3-0 in their first three weeks before then obviously going to Oklahoma for that rivalry game. It's the game of the week, as I mentioned before, the Illini, Brett Bielema, who knows how good they're going to be. They bring a lot back, but like you said, so does really every team. Nebraska, on the other hand, quarterback play. I feel like Adrian Martinez has been the quarterback in Nebraska for 10 plus years. You know, he's one of those guys that just seems like he's been there forever. Illinois, Brandon Peters, obviously back. He was out for some of last season with COVID. They have Art Sitkowski, who actually transferred from Rutgers um, nope. as their backup. So if Peters falters, you know, I have to who, get that. Who, who, who's right. winning? Who, who do you who's have? Who's winning? I I'm thinking Nebraska. I have to agree with you. I mean, it's going to be closer, unfortunately, for the Huskers than it really should be because I do still think they're the more talented team than Illinois, but they're going to win. And I guess it's a positive note for Scott Frost. But again, if it's not a blowout, you know, it's it's kind of almost a loss at that point for, for Nebraska. Yeah, because the progress in year four for Nebraska is not barely beating a, a bad Illinois program under a first year coach. So keep an eye on that. And it was your idea for me to give three picks each week against the spread. So that's my first one, Illinois plus seven, lock it in. The other one, I think this is actually, it's definitely the second most polarizing. It could be the most polarizing though, depending on how you feel about West coast football, Hawaii at UCLA at 3.30 Eastern on ESPN. So Hawaii brings back like everybody defensively. And I know cliche, like who's not UCLA. They have a lot of offensive Players I'm excited about watching quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson, running back Zach Charbonnet from Michigan. I think that's going to be a fun clash between the two. UCLA's defense is not very good. Hawaii has some interesting offensive talent. Todd Grammer is their head coach. Don't forget that former Arizona State head coach. And they were surprisingly good last year, Lance. They went five and four and they won their bowl game. So, and beating Houston by two touchdowns. This is, they beat Fresno State. Last year, they beat Nevada, who was really fun to watch. They're not horrible, and they only lost to Boise State by eight. I think the line is another one that keeps moving. Um, right now, it's at 17 and a half. I've got Hawaii covering that. I've got UCLA winning, but I've got Hawaii covering that. UCLA, 
has not won an opener under Chip Kelly yet. And I just don't expect them to come out looking way too sharp or all too sharp in, in week zero when, when you might be looking ahead to LSU in week one. I have a question for you. Am I over-exaggerating if I say that this is one of, if not maybe the most important game in the Chip Kelly era at UCLA? I mean, think about it, right? They've yet to win a non-conference game under Chip Kelly. Like you mm. said, this Hawaii team is, is no slouch. I know the the spread is probably bigger than it should be. And I, I agree with you about picking Hawaii. If you pick the spread, I think UCLA is going to win, but I agree with you about picking Hawaii if you're, if you're going with the spread. But this is a game where UCLA, they obviously have LSU in week one. If they were to then lose this game somehow, some way, you're talking about a probably distraught team going to play LSU. Excuse me. I believe that game is in Pasadena. If I'm correct, yeah. I could be wrong, but I believe it's, it's in Pasadena. Rizbo. But even so, you have an LSU team that is a top 25, top 20 team coming to the Rose Bowl. It would be a distraught UCLA team. It would be a UCLA team that would then most likely start 0-2. They have Fresno State week three, but this is as big a game in the Chip Kelly era as probably there ever has been. It's a game they need to pull out. They need to get that first non-conference win. Look, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he needs to obviously cut down on the turnover. As you mentioned, they have those defensive issues, especially with Osa Adigizua moving on. He's obviously not there anymore, but this is a huge game for UCLA. I agree with you that Hawaii probably will cover. I think UCLA will win, but if they don't, this is a really bad start to another year under Chip Kelly. And like we said with Nebraska, this could possibly be looked at at the end of the season if they were to lose to Hawaii as the beginning of the end for Chip Kelly in UCLA. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that the week zero game versus Hawaii is their biggest game. I feel like, though, this is the year where every game is their biggest game. And I like what they have on paper, but this is a tough, a tough schedule. Um, they're still like probably going to finish fourth in the back 12 Southlands. So you have to beat Hawaii. And if you beat Hawaii and you look convincingly, you do it in convincing fashion. I think a lot of people are going to feel kind of good about their chances against LSU. So it's interesting how we could be talking about UCLA totally different a week from now. I want to see Chip Kelly work uh, where I, we talked to Dave Woods at 24 uh, seven sports is blue and uh, Bruin report a few weeks ago. And we talked about why is he not running the, uh, the Marcus Mariota stuff? Like, why is he being stubborn? He's just not going to do it. It's not going to be the fun high flying UCLA ex experiment that we thought we'd get, but I think he can still turn out a serviceable football program. So I'm excited to watch that one. Definitely. Definitely. We'll be watching it. And I think, as you mentioned, the stakes might be higher than Nebraska versus Illinois. The other two games, we're not going to, we're not going to pick UTEP at New Mexico state. We're not going to pick Southern Utah at San Jose State. Those are both at night. Uh, Southern Utah at San Jose State is on CBS Sports Network. Nick Starkle is a quarterback for San Jose State, and, and they were really good last year, really good defense. The, the last game, Lance, to talk about, UConn is back. They opted out of 2020, and they are going across the country to Fresno State, which is a 27 and a half point favorite. I've got Fresno State covering that. I think they're going to bury a bad UConn program, maybe the worst program. Um, they're not even in the power five anymore, Lance. They're independent. I don't think they were in the power five anyway. They were in the American, but the, the UConn's horrible. They were two and 10 in 2019. Fresno State and running back Ronnie Rivers are going to run all over them. They are going to win by like 40 points. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what there is to say about UConn. Like you said, they decided to sit out last year. They were really bad in, in 2019. Obviously, Randy Edsel is there. This is not like UConn was when Randy Edsel was in his first tenure, obviously up there in stores. I agree with you that Fresno State is probably just going to run all over them, is probably going to cover the spread, whatever it is, 20, I think he's at 27 points or something like that. You know, even if it was another touchdown, more 34, I'd be tempted to go with Fresno State. Like you said as well, UConn having to travel across the country, nothing is going in UConn's favor for this game. 
there's no way I see the Huskies, one, pulling this out, and two, even coming close to beating the spread, I should say, sorry, against Fresno mm-hmm. State. I mean, this is the Bulldogs game to just, it's a, it's a cupcake kind of game. It's a tune-up kind of game where Fresno State is, is yeah. playing to just get ready for whoever they got in, in week one, which looks like Oregon. Yeah, at Oregon. I like the, the words you use, cupcake tune up. This spread is too small because when you compare these programs, this is like the equivalent of an Ohio state playing like, you know, some okay group of five school. Like it's just not going to be close. Like UConn is horrible already. And then they didn't even play football last season. Fresno state's not bad. So they went three and three last year. I mean, weird COVID year, but they've got talent. They're always pretty spunky. I feel that's of those three games. That's when I feel the most confident about so when you like lay it all out it's yeah it's not the sexiest sleep but it's college football so we're not going to complain about it too much lance is there anything you wanted to add any sort of surprise you wanted to throw at me i mean look obviously all eyes are going to be on illinois and nebraska and and like we said this is a huge game for for scott frost not so much for brett bielema but it could be an opportunity for illinois with a new head coach in a new era obviously getting rid of lovey smith and bringing bielema Back to college football, it could be an opportunity for them to get a a big win in, in his first game in Champaign. So while the pressure isn't on Bielema really at all, especially not as much as it is on Scott Frost, it's an opportunity for Illinois to kind of start their season off strong or on the flip side, an opportunity for Nebraska to get a good win and start what you could argue a make or break season for Scott Frost on a positive note. So that game, look, all eyes are going to be on it. It's on national television. So, you know, it's, it's a lot riding for both teams for sure. Yeah. And, and I think for Illinois, it's safe to say it, it, whatever happens, it can't be as bad as last year's opener in which they lost 45 to seven to Wisconsin and made Graham Mertz look like a Heisman front runner in a, I go, I don't even know what month that was September, October, who knows when big 10 started last year, Lance, my name is Trey Scott, our producer, Lance Glenn. Thanks for joining us, man. I, I appreciate it. I'm excited to, uh, I'm talking about these results, I believe, on Sunday with Carl Reed, one of our new college football analysts. He he's a big Illinois guy, Lance. So I think you can be ready to edit a uh, a heavily Illinois slanted podcast, and we'll have to get you two together for Illinois and Rutgers play this year. Everyone, enjoy the weekend. Have a great one. College football is back, even if we are not sounding all too excited about it. But it, it, it's something to watch, Lance. Have a good one. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.